Hi, Dave Remney here. This is For the Record Program number 1255, Pandemics Incorporated, Part 5. This is being recorded on July 22nd of the year 2022. Before getting into the main body of the program, uh, there is a great deal going on, far more than I can possibly cover in a single one-hour weekly program, even though I often uh, have been doing two per week. So I recommend that people keep up with the comments, most of which are made by our brilliant contributing editor, Tara Fractal. That's P-P-E-R-R-A-F-R-A-C-T-Y-L. Uh, there is a lot going on again, and uh, Parafractal has been doing characteristically yeoman-like work about the uh, January 6th goings-on and other things, and uh, so please keep up with those. There are also very substantive comments made by other intelligent listeners as well. For those of you who, for whom podcasting or podcasts are the best way to consume, for the record, sister station WFMU is podcasting, for the record. Uh, there is a link at the top of each written, for the record, description featuring the articles upon which my lines of argument are based, and at the top of each Food for Thought post at the left-hand side of the front page of the SpitfireList.com website that feature a link that you can click on in order to get the WFMU podcast. Uh, again, at the top of each written for the record description on the SpitfireList.com website, and at the top of each Food for Thought post at the top left-hand side of the front page of the SpitfireList.com website, there is another link to click on to get the 32-gigabyte flash drive with everything that is on the SpitfireList.com website. Uh, that is all of my printed and recorded audio material uh, going back to 1980, plus uh, comments made by Parafractal and others, plus a mini library of old anti-fascist books on easy-to-download PDF files. I remain extremely pessimistic about the future. I am afraid that we are heading to a third world war. And as ridiculous or corny as it may seem, I think that we all have responsibilities as sentient beings to record the history of our times for posterity, for succeeding generations, assuming that there are going to be succeeding generations. And again, there is a link at the top of each written Food for Thought description, uh, each Food for Thought article, and each printed for the record description or the well, description containing the uh, sources and material to click on to get the flash drive. And again, it is available for a very nominal tax-deductible contribution. Also, I have begun a Patreon site which features, among other things, free one-hour talks per week, and I will also be putting up some articles that I will be writing as well. Uh, in addition, we feature a bi-weekly Zoom Q&A session on the Patreon site, and this, again, is to 
flesh out the coverage that I'm simply unable to provide in a once or twice a week program. Obviously, the Zoom Q&A sessions will give listeners a chance to feedback as well. But again, with three one-hour talks per week, uh, that is that gives me a whole lot more opportunity to present information. They are on a much more informal or in a much more informal format rather than uh, the extremely pedantic format I use here. So hopefully that will uh, serve to enhance listeners' understanding. Now, in this program, we are going to continue with some, frankly, very frightening information about the coronavirus pandemic, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, and specifically that that was the product of biological warfare research, and beyond that, a, I, I believe, a truly infernal consortium of powerful institutions that were not only involved with the creation, at least some of which were involved with the creation of that virus, but which are also uh, implicated in a scheme that would profit enormously from that uh, research, uh, specifically uh, a pandemic insurance program that was developed by Mephibiopa and Munich Reinsurance with financial greasing of the wheels by InQtel, the venture capital arm of the CIA and U.S. intelligence community, figures into this. And bear in mind that Mephibiopa, in addition to being uh, a U.S. defense contractor with strong biological warfare uh, implications in its research, is partnered with the EcoHealth Alliance, uh, about which we will say more in just a minute. This is again the fifth program in this series, and this program will illustrate in no uncertain terms why I put these sources upon which my lines of argument are based on the web, and I can't encourage listeners strongly enough to use those written descriptions. Now, in the series of articles that I will be presenting in the series of excerpts, I think that we can see a manifestation of what in legal terms would be called a consciousness of guilt. Uh, Imagine if, uh, say, Lieutenant Columbo from the old detective TV series, or Sherlock Holmes, or Agatha Christie's uh, novels involving, I believe it was Hercule Perrault, the uh, detective. Imagine if any of those protagonists, any of those fictional uh, detectives or investigators were looking into this. Uh, I don't think it requires a great leap of imagination to see that they would detect that there was indeed something rotten in Denmark, or perhaps in uh, Fort Beatrick, Maryland, or at uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, or uh, Davis uh, in uh, California. It uh, is a very, very disturbing uh, set of information. Uh, now, 
again, I've been doing a long series of programs about the pandemic, about the coronavirus. Uh, I'm going to do my best to excerpt those, but the, it should be noted that for substantive discussion, for substantive understanding, for substantive documentation, the full body of the information that I have presented over the, uh, well, about the last two years plus needs to be taken into account. Now, we're going to begin with an excerpting of an article from Vanity Fair magazine from June 3rd of 2021. It was by Catherine Aben, E-B-A-N, titled The Lab Leak Theory, Inside the Fight to Uncover COVID-19's Origins. Now, in the beginning, uh, I want to know, I misidentified an article in which both Peter Bashek and uh, Dr. Ralph Barrett, associated with the EcoHealth Alliance, had uh, basically contributed information or at least assertions that the uh, natural zoonotic evolution of COVID-19 was the only acceptable hypothesis. I had misremembered operating from memory that that was from Nature Magazine. There was another article from Nature Magazine in early 2020 that was something of a biblical go-to uh, source. However, the article in question was published in the Lancet magazine. Now, in our last program, we took a look at Dr. Jeffrey Sachs, an individual whom I continue to have some very uh, serious questions about. He's an economist, uh, not a natural scientist, but he shared the Lancet's commission on the origins of COVID and uh, voiced his suspicion in not only a Twitter uh, excerpt, but also in an article that is featured on his website that the virus originated from a U.S. biological laboratory. He thinks it was a blunder. I think it was deliberate. Uh, we should note that he disbanded the Lancet Commission because of the participation of not only Peter Bashek, but other people connected to the EcoHealth Alliance. The EcoHealth Alliance uh, is an organization, a nonprofit, whose primary funding sources are the Pentagon, of various agencies thereof, and the U.S. Agency for International Development, a State Department subsidiary that often fronts uh, as a cover for CIA projects. In addition, the top science and policy advisor for EcoHealth Alliance was David Franz, the former commanding officer of the U.S. Army Medical Institute of Infectious Disease at Fort Detrick. He was also involved while working at uh, Southern Research for the microencapsulation of the anthrax toxin that figured in the 2001 anthrax attacks in the U.S., uh, it was EcoHealth Alliance that was a chief source for the game-of-function manipulations on the coronavirus, both at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which I have termed the Oswald Institute of Virology. I believe they were deliberately set up in order to take the fall for the uh, virus, and also uh, they were uh, involved with some of the machinations that were taking place in uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and at the University of California at Davis, and we'll talk more about that uh, down the road. 
bear in mind in connection with all of this uh, an article that I have cited many times. It is from the Guardian newspaper of June 19th of 2018. This is by Ian Sample, S-A-M-P-L-E. Synthetic biology raises risk of new bioweapons, U.S. report warns. And the article excerpts, uh, advances in the area, meaning synthetic biology, uh, the rapid rise of synthetic biology, a futuristic field of science that seeks to master the machinery of life, has raised the risk of a new generation of bioweapons, according to a new U.S. report into the state of the art. Advances in the area mean that scientists now have the capability to recreate dangerous viruses from scratch, make harmful bacteria more deadly, and modify common microorganisms so that they churn out lethal toxins once they enter the body. In the report, the scientists describe how synthetic biology, which gives researchers precision tools to manipulate living organisms, quote, enhances and expands, unquote, opportunities to create bioweapons. Today, the genetic code of almost any mammalian virus can be found online and synthesized. One more time. Today, the genetic code of almost any mammalian virus can be found online and synthesized. Quote, the technology to do this is available now, said Michael Imperiali, who chaired a uh, commission uh, that was uh, con- that was financed by the government. It requires some expertise, but it's something that's relatively easy to do, and that is why it tops the list. Again, the genetic code of almost any mammalian virus can be found online and synthesized. That must be borne in mind. Now, uh, turning to the aforementioned article in Vanity Fair magazine from June 3rd of 2021 by Catherine Eben, The Lab Leak Theory Inside the Fight to Uncover COVID's Origins, about the Lancet article. On February 19th, 2020, The Lancet, among the most respected and influential medical journals in the world, published a statement that roundly rejected the lab leak hypothesis, effectively casting it as a xenophobic cousin to climate change denialism and anti-vaxxism. Signed by 27 scientists, the statement expressed, quote, solidarity with all scientists and health professionals in China, unquote, and asserted again, quoting, we stand together to strongly condemn conspiracy theories suggesting that COVID-19 does not have a natural origin, unquote. The Lancet statement effectively ended the debate over COVID-19's origins before it began, skipping down. It soon emerged based on emails obtained by a Freedom of Information group called U.S. Right to Know that EcoHealth Alliance's Peter Bashek had not only signed but organized the influential Lancet statement with the intention of concealing his role and creating the impression of scientific unanimity. Under the subject line, quote, no need for you to sign the statement, Ralph, he wrote to two scientists, including the University of North Carolina's Dr. Ralph Barrett, who had collaborated with Xi Zheng Li in the Game of Function study that created a coronavirus capable of infecting human cells, quote, you, me, and him should not sign this statement, so it has some distance from us and therefore doesn't work in a counterproductive way, Deshek added, quote, will then put it out in a way that doesn't link it back to their collaboration, so we maximize an independent voice, unquote. Barrett agreed, writing back, otherwise it looks self-serving and we lose impact. Now bear in mind, at this very time, 
Uh, EcoHelp Alliance is not only financing game-of-function uh, manipulations on coronaviruses, more about that later, but they are also partnered with Metabiata. Metabiata, in turn, is working with Munich Reinsurance and with financial uh, help from MQTEL, the CIA and Intelligence Community's venture capital arm, to craft a pandemic insurance Program. More about that later. So at the very same time, and again in 2018, as we will review, that uh, Mepabiapa was was crafting a business model that uh, inferred a novel coronavirus spreading around the world and necessitating uh, quarantining, gain, uh, social distancing, and school closures. This in 2018 as part of their business model. Uh, they were partnered with EcoHealth Alliance. It was basically ginning up these novel coronaviruses at, around the world. Now, turning again to the Vanity Fair article from June 3rd. And uh, talking about uh, State Department meetings, uh, looking into the lab leak hypothesis, and they were basically trying to pin this one on China, but they came across some unanticipated resistance from people who said, you don't talk about that because it will fight, it will focus attention on our financing of those very, uh, very manipulations. In one State Department meeting, officials seeking to demand transparency from the Chinese government say they were explicitly told by colleagues not to explore the Wuhan Institute of Virology's game-of-function research because it would bring unwelcome attention to U.S. government funding of it. And bear in mind from the Guardian article, today the genetic code of almost any mammalian virus can be found online and synthesized. Continuing, again, reviewing actually before we continue. In one State Department meeting, officials seeking to demand transparency from the Chinese government say they were explicitly told by colleagues not to explore the Wuhan Institute of Virology's gain-of-function research because it would bring unwelcome attention to U.S. government funding of it. In an internal memo obtained by Vanity Fair, Thomas Dinamo, capital D-I, capital N-A-M-N-O, former acting assistant secretary of the State Department's Bureau of Arms Control, Verification and Compliance, wrote that staff from two bureaus, his own and the Bureau of International Security and Nonproliferation, quote, warned, unquote, leaders within his bureau, quote, not to pursue an investigation into the origin of COVID-19, unquote, because it would, quote, open a can of worms if it continued, unquote. And more. <clears throat> As officials at the meeting discussed what they could share with the public, they were advised by Christopher Park, P-A-R-K, the director of the State Department's Biological Policy Staff in the Bureau of International Security and Nonproliferation, not to say anything that would point to the U.S. government's own role in game-of-function research, according to documentation of the meeting obtained by Vanity Fair. Some of the attendees were, quote, absolutely floored, unquote, said an official familiar with the proceedings. That someone in the U.S. government could, quote, make an argument that is so nakedly against transparency in light of the unfolding catastrophe was shocking and disturbing, unquote. Part, 
who in 2017 had been involved in lifting a U.S. government moratorium on funding for game-of-function research. By the way, that was implemented following the manipulations on the H5N1 avian flu virus, adapting it to ferrets' uh, respiratory systems. One more time. Park, who in 2017 had been involved in lifting a U.S. government moratorium on funding for game-of-function research, was not the only official to warn the State Department investigators against against digging in sensitive places. As the group probed the lab leak scenario, among other possibilities, its members were reportedly advised not to open a Pandora's box, unquote, said four former State Department officials interviewed by Vanity Fair. The admonitions, quote, snowed like a cover-up, unquote, said Thomas DiNano. And again, note the... Uh, assertion, or rather the, really the, the spin, uh, that was, uh, crafted by Peter Bashek and Ralph Barrett in the Lancet statement, uh, basically tarring any notion of, uh, a lab genesis of the virus as conspiracy theory and, uh, content, uh, basically the equivalent of, uh, climate change denial or anti-vaxxing, etc. Uh, we're going to talk more about that in just a minute. Now, bear, at, uh, bear in mind that at the same time that EcoHelp Alliance is financing the game-of-function research on these viruses, keeping in mind the information from the Ian Sample article, EcoHelp Alliance is partnered with Metabiota, which, in addition to being financed by the uh, CIA and intelligence communities in Qtel by a uh, uh, venture capital arm, they are hooked up with... Munich Reinsurance, and they are crafting a pandemic insurance program. Now, again, we've spoken about this at quite at great length in previous shows, but reviewing briefly uh, from a Wired magazine article from June 16th of 2020, we can protect the economy from pandemics. Why didn't we? By Evan Ratliff. And two very interesting aspects of Metabiata's planning and development of the business model, which, uh, along with Munich Reinsurance and with financing from InQtel, they are crafting. And this, again, is in 2018, two years before the pandemic. As the human and economic devastation multiplied in tandem across the globe, parenthetically in early 2020, Metabiotis employees suddenly found themselves living inside their own model's projections. Just, just two years earlier, 2018, the company had run a large set of scenarios forecasting the consequences of a novel coronavirus spreading around the globe and uh, more about the business model that they developed, again, quoting from that uh, Wired article. Quote, as sophisticated as Metabiota's system was, however, it would need to be even more refined to incorporate into an insurance policy. The model would need to capture something much more difficult to quantify than historical deaths and medical stockpiles, fear. And again, the fear here is not only the fear that humans would, would uh, experience in relation to the pandemic, but also that businesses would fear in conjunction with the risk of loss. More about that down in just a minute. 
The economic consequences of a scourge, the historical data showed, were as much a result of society's response as they were to the virus itself. The sentiment index was built to be, as Oppenheim put it, a catalog of dread, unquote. For any given pathogen, it could spit out a score from 0 to 100, according to how frightening the public would find it. Mobhav, she's the head of... Uh, uh, at this point in time. Mobhav, M-A-B-H-A-B, and her team, along with Wolf and Oppenheim, also researched the broader economic consequences of disease outbreaks measured in the, quote, cost per death prevented, unquote, incurred by societal interventions. Quote, measures that decreased person-to-person contact, including social distancing, check, quarantine, check, and school closures, check, had the greatest cost per death prevented, most likely because of the amount of economic disruption caused by those measures they wrote in a 2018 paper. That's the same year that they're talking about the consequences of a novel coronavirus spreading around the globe. And at this very point in time, EcoHelp Alliance is hoping to finance just exactly that. Basically, uh, modifying novel coronaviruses. And bear in mind that uh, at this very point in time as well, uh, the Honorable Andrew C. Weber uh, was appointed the head of, uh, business, of global business projects for uh, Mevobiopa, and he had previously been Assistant Secretary of Defense for Nuclear, Chemical, and Biological Defense. And also bear in mind, as in as much as Mevobiopa was heavily involved in Ukraine through Burisma, and uh, there also uh, were many Pentagon-financed biological labs in Ukraine, that the director of Ukraine's medical service, the health ministry at this point in time, or throughout uh, much of this uh, period in time, was Ulyama Sapun, uh, an American-born OUNB-affiliated uh, individual who certainly would not be altogether averse to networking with these kinds of uh, elements. Now, again, bearing in mind that uh, Deshek and Ralph Berich are uh, basically gaming at that Lancet statement, uh, bearing in mind what Jeffrey Sachs observed about uh, the virus originating from a U.S. biological laboratory, although I think his uh, op- opinion that this was a blunder uh, basically represents uh, modified limited hangout. Bearing in mind the possibilities of synthetic biology and also bearing in mind the statements by U.S. officials that they shouldn't look into the uh, U.S. financing of Wuhan Institute of Virology's Game of Function Research because it would open up a can of worms or it would open a Pandora's box. Again, the legal principle of consciousness of guilt is front and center here and needs to be taken into account. Now, we are going to read again some key excerpts 
from a letter that was written to the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences from May 19th of 2022, a call for an independent inquiry into the origin of the SARS-CoV-2 virus by Neil L. Harrison and Jeffrey B. Sachs, again, the head of the Lancet's COVID-19 commission, which was disbanded because of the participant participation in it of EcoHealth Alliance people and with the obvious conflict of interest uh, with EcoHealth Alliance having been involved in the gain-of-function uh, research into corona, uh, uh, manipulations of coronaviruses. And bear in mind that at the same time that Metabiota is making those 2018 projections about a novel coronavirus spreading around the world, and that uh, this would lead to measures, that, again quoting, measures that decrease person-to-person contact, including social distancing, quarantine, and school closures, had the greatest cost per death prevented, most likely because of the amount of economic disruption caused by those measures. That was, of course, exactly what happened when the pandemic broke, and at this very point in time, Metabiota is partnered with EcoHealth Alliance in making those game-of-function manipulations. Now, excerpting again this uh, letter to the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences from May 19th of 2022, a call for an independent inquiry into the origin of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And again, bear in mind the concept of consciousness of guilt and note the extremely unusual things here. Uh, And one excerpt, information now held by the research team headed by EcoHealth Alliance as well as the communications of that research team with U.S. research funding agencies, including the National Institutes of Health, U.S. Agency for International Development, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, and the Department of Homeland Security, could shed considerable light on the experiments undertaken by the U.S.-funded research team and on the possible relationship, if any, between those experiments and the emergence of SARS-CoV-2. And again, key excerpts from this letter. Much of the work on SARS-like COV performed in Wuhan was part of an active and highly collaborative U.S.-China scientific research program funded by the U.S. government. Again, the NIH, the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, the U.S. Agency for International Development, uh, and the EcoHealth Alliance, uh, chiefly funded by Pentagon and USAID, and with David Franz, the former CEO of the USAMRIIB, as its top science and policy advisor. Uh, and as noted here, this also involves researchers at several other U.S. institutions. For this reason... It is important that U.S. institutions be transparent about any knowledge of the detailed activities that were underway in Wuhan and in the United States. The evidence may also suggest that research institutions in other countries were involved, and those too should be asked to submit relevant information, e.g. with respect to unpublished sequences. Now note that the manipulation of these coronaviruses led to the sequencing of the genomes and the archiving of same, once that was done, they could then be either recreated from scratch using the synthetic biology discussed in the Ian Sample Guardian article, or tweaked also as discussed in the Ian Sample Guardian article. 
continuing with the letter to the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. As outlined below, much could be learned by investigating U.S.-supported and U.S.-based work that was underway in collaboration with Wuhan-based institutions, including the Wuhan Institute of Virology, or WIV, in China. In China, It is still not clear whether the intelligence community investigated the U.S.-supported and U.S.-based activities, parenthetically this in their early 21, uh, quote, investigation, unquote. If it did, it has yet to make any of its findings available to the U.S. scientific community for independent and transparent analysis and assessment. If, on the other hand, the intelligence community did not investigate these U.S.-supported and U.S.-based activities, then it has fallen far short of conducting a comprehensive investigation. Participating more excerpting. Participating U.S. institutions include the EcoHealth Alliance, the University of North Carolina, or UNC, the University of California at Davis, or UCB, the National Institutes of Health, and the U.S. Agency for International Development. Under a series of National Institutes of Health grants and U.S. AID contracts, EcoHealth Alliance <coughs> coordinated the collection of SARS-like bat COVs from the field in southwest China and southeast Asia, the sequencing of those viruses, the archiving of these sequences involving UCB, and the analysis and manipulation of these viruses, notably at UNC. One more time. Participating U.S. institutions, including the EHA, the University of North Carolina, the University of California at Davis, the National Institutes of Health, and the USAID. Under a series of NIH grants and USAID contracts, EcoHealth Alliance, again, partnered with Medibiopera when they were making those very telling 2018 projections, EcoHealth Alliance coordinated the collection of SARS-like bat COVs from the field in southwest China and southeast Asia, the sequencing of these viruses, the archiving of these sequences involving UCB, and the analysis and manipulation of these viruses, notably at UNC. A broad spectrum of coronavirus research was done, not only in Wuhan, including groups at Wuhan University and the Wuhan CBC, as well as WIV, but also in the United States. The exact details of the field work and laboratory work of the EHA-WIV-UNC partnership and the engagement of other institutions in the U.S. and China has not been disclosed for independent analysis. The precise nature of the experiments that were conducted, including the full array of viruses collected from the field and the subsequent sequencing, and manipulation of those viruses remains unknown. One more time. The exact details of the field work and laboratory work of the EHA-WIV-UNC partnership and the engagement of other institutions in the U.S. and China has not been disclosed for independent analysis. The precise nature of the experiments that were conducted, including the full array of viruses collected from the field and the subsequent sequencing and manipulation of those viruses remains unknown. 
And again, bear in mind that uh, when the, the viruses were um, sequenced and the viruses were archived, not only at Wuhan, but at the UCB, University of California, Davis, at that point they could be synthesized uh, from scratch and or tweaked. And as I have hypothesized, I believe the WIV was set up to take the fall for the pandemic, much as Lee Harvey Oswald was framed as a communist, then framed for the assassination of JFK, and killed before he could defend himself. Hence, my uh, appellation of the WIV as the Oswald Institute of Virology. And more from this uh, Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences letter. The National Institutes of Health could say more about the possible role of its grantees in the emergence of SARS-CoV-2, yet the agency has failed to reveal to the public the possibility that SARS-CoV-2 emerged from a research-associated event, even though several researchers raised that concern on February 1st, 2020, in a phone conversation that was documented by email. Those emails were released to the public only through the Freedom of Information Act, and they suggest that the National Institute of Health leadership took an early and active role in promoting the zoonotic hypothesis, unquote, and the rejection of a laboratory-associated hypothesis. The National Institutes of Health has resisted the release of important evidence, such as the grant proposals and project reports of EcoHealth Alliance, and has continued to redact materials released under Freedom of Information Act, including a remarkable 290-page redaction in a recent Freedom of Information Act release. That is like that old Alka-Seltzer, what was termed in that old Alka-Seltzer commercial, some species meatball. Again, a 290-page redaction. Why? What was in there? It is... Impossible for me to imagine that that was done for innocent reasons. And again, consciousness of guilt. I think the legal principle of consciousness of guilt uh, needs to be borne in mind here. Just imagine what Lieutenant Colombo or Sherlock Holmes or Agatha Christie's people or any skilled detective from my detective fiction would do with something like this. And still more. Acting MIH Director Lawrence Tabak, T-A-B-A-K, testified before Congress that several such sequences in a U.S. database were removed from public view. And still more. Now this, one of the many fishy aspects of the virus is the FCS, or the Furin Cleavage Site. Not only is the SARS-CoV-2 unique in its subgenus of uh, viruses in containing that, but it is very similar to something called the EMACA uh, sequence in uh, U.S. amino acids that are present in uh, tissues like the lungs. This is a very technical discussion, but again, this uh, the, the, consci- the, the principle of consciousness of guilt. And just imagine that, uh, again, Lieutenant Colombo or Sherlock Holmes or Hercule Perrault were looking into this. Special concerns surround the presence of an unusual furin cleavage site, or FCS, in SARS-CoV-2 that augments the pathogenicity and transmissibility of the virus relative to related viruses like SARS-CoV-1. SARS-CoV-2 is to date 
the only identified member of the subgenus Sarbacovirus, S-A-R-B-E-C-O-B-I-R-U-S, that contains an FCS, although these are present in other coronaviruses. Again, SARS-CoV-2 is to date the only identified... I should read the whole sentence again. Special concerns surround the presence of an unusual furin cleavage site, or FCS, in SARS-CoV-2 that augments the pathogenicity and transmissibility of the virus related, uh, relative to related viruses like SARS-CoV-1. SARS-CoV-2 is to date the only identified member of the subgenus Sarbacovirus that contains an FCS, although these are present in other coronaviruses. A portion of the sequence of the spike protein of some of these viruses is illustrated in the alignment shown in Figure 1, illustrating the unusual nature of the FCS and its apparent insertion in SARS-CoV-2. One more time. A portion of the sequence of the spike protein of some of these viruses is illustrated in the alignment shown in Figure 1, illustrating the unusual nature of the FCS and its apparent insertion in SARS-CoV-2. From the first weeks after the genome sequence of SARS-CoV-2 became available, researchers have commented on the unexpected presence of the FCS within SARS-CoV-2, the implication being that SARS-CoV-2 might be a product of laboratory manipulation. Again, from the first week's After the genome sequence of SARS-CoV-2 became available, researchers have commented on the unexpected presence of the FCS within SARS-CoV-2, the implication being that SARS-CoV-2 might be a product of laboratory manipulation. In a review piece arguing against this possibility, it was asserted that the amino acid sequence of the FCS in SARS-CoV-2 is an unusual non-standard sequence for an FCS, and that nobody in the laboratory would design such a novel FCS. And then another quote, another excerpt, in fact, the assertion that the FCS in SARS-CoV-2 has an unusual non-standard amino acid sequence is false. The amino acid sequence of the FCS in SARS-CoV-2 also exists in the human ENACA subunit where it is known to be functional and has been extensively studied. The FCS of human ENACA has the amino acid sequence RRAR apostrophe SVAS, all in caps, an eight amino acid sequence that is perfectly identical with the FCS of SARS-CoV-2. EMAC is an epithelial sodium channel expressed on the apical surface of epithelial cells in the kidney, colon, and airways that plays a critical role in controlling fluid exchange. The EMAC subunit has a functional FCS that is essential for ion channel function and has been characterized in a variety of species. The FCS sequence of human ENACA is identical in chimpanzee, bonobo, bonobo, orangutan, and gorilla, but diverges in all other species, even primates, except one. The one non-human great ape species with the same sequence is Pipistrellus cooley, 
K-U-H-L-I-I, a bat species found in Europe and Western Asia. Other bat species, including Rhinophilus, Ferromequinium, have a different FCS sequence in EMACA. And again, we've noted that just such bat species were a focal point of DARPA research in that all-important Whitney Webb article. And again, in an Organic Consumers Association article, we noted that bat viruses are particularly uh, pathogenic in human beings because bats can tone down uh, or tamp down their uh, metabolism in order to uh, combat the virus. Human beings, however, cannot continue. I'm continuing here. One consequence of this, quote, molecular mimicry, unquote, between the FCS of SARS-CoV-2 spike and the FCS of human EMAC is competition for host furin in the lumen of the Golgi apparatus where the SARS-CoV-2 spike is processed. This results in a decrease in human EMAC expression. A decrease in human EMAC expression compromises airway function and has been implicated as a contributing factor in the pathogenesis of COVID-19. Another consequence of this astonishing molecular mimicry is evidenced by apparent cross-reactivity with human EMAC of antibodies from COVID-19 patients with the highest levels of cross-reacting antibodies directed against this epitope being associated with the most severe disease. And another excerpt. We do know that the insertion of such FCS sequences into SARS-like viruses was a specific goal of work proposed by the EHAWIV-UNC partnership within a 2018 grant proposal, diffuse, unquote, that was submitted to the U.S. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA. The 2018 proposal for DARPA was not funded, but we do not know whether some of the proposed work was subsequently carried out in 2018 or 2019, perhaps using another source of funding. By the way, in for the record 1215, we noted that very uh, item uh, from a Daily Mail article, and noted again that with the information uh, that was discussed in that Guardian article from June 19th of 2018, once uh, it was sequenced, it could be synthesized. Continuing, we also know that this research team would be, that again, uh, involved the EHA, WIBUNC, and toss in Mephobiopic, Incutel, and uh, Munich Re as well. We also know that this research team would be familiar with several previous experiments involving the successful insertion of an FCS sequence into SARS, COV-1, and other coronaviruses, and they had a lot of experience in construction of chimeric SARS-like viruses. One more time. We also know that this research team would be familiar with several previous experiments involving the successful insertion of an FCS sequence into SARS-CoV-1 and other coronaviruses, and they have a lot of experience in construction of chimeric SARS-like viruses. In addition, the research team would also have some familiarity with the FCS sequence and the FCS-dependent activity. Activation one more time. In addition, the research team 
but also have some familiarity with the FCS sequence and the FCS-dependent activation mechanism of human EMAC, which was extensively characterized at the University of North Carolina. For a research team assessing the pandemic potential of SARS-related coronaviruses, the FCS of human EMAC, an FCS known to be efficiently cleaved by host furin present in the target location epithelial cells of an important target organ, the lung of the target organism, human, might be a rational, if not obvious, choice of FCS to introduce into a virus to alter its infectivity in line with other work performed previously. One more time. We also know that this research team would be familiar with several previous experiments involving the successful insertion of an FCS sequence in the SARS-CoV-1 and other coronaviruses, and that they have a lot of experience in construction of chimeric SARS-like viruses. In addition, the research team would also have some familiarity with the FCS sequence and the FCS-dependent activation mechanism of human EMAC, which was extensively characterized at UNC. For a research team assessing the pandemic potential of SARS-related coronaviruses, the FCS of human EMAC, an FCS known to be efficiently cleaved by host furin present in the target location epithelial cells of an important target organ lung of the target organism human, might be a rational, if not obvious, choice of FCS to introduce into a virus to alter its infectivity in line with other work performed previously. Of course, the molecular mimicry of EMAC within the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein might be a mere coincidence, although one with a very low probability. Again, one more time. Of course, the molecular mimicry of EMAC within the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein might be a mere coincidence, although one with a very low probability. The exact FCS sequence present in SARS-CoV-2 has recently been introduced into the spike protein of SARS-CoV-1 in the laboratory in an elegant series of experiments with predictable consequences in terms of enhanced viral transmissibility and pathogenicity. One more time. The exact FCS sequence present in SARS-CoV-2 has recently been introduced into the spike protein of SARS-CoV-1 in the laboratory in an elegant series of experiments with predictable consequences in terms of enhanced viral transmissibility, and pathogenicity. Obviously, the creation of of such SARS-1 and 2 chimeras is an area of some concern for those responsible for present and future regulation of this area of biology. Last sentence again. Obviously, the creation of such SARS-1 and 2 chimeras is an area of some concern for those responsible for present and future regulation of this area of biology. 
information now held by the research team headed by EcoHealth Alliance, as well as the communications of that research team with U.S. research funding agencies, including NIH, USAID, DARPA, BTRA, and the Department of Homeland Security, could shed considerable light on the experiments undertaken by the U.S.-funded research team and on the possible relationship, if any, between those experiments and the emergence of SARS-CoV-2. And again, I have been excerpting uh, a letter to the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences uh, by Neil L. Harrison and Jeffrey B. Sachs, a call for an independent inquiry into the origin of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And again, this admittedly very dense uh, scientific slash medical information, uh, it really exemplifies why I put the source material into the descriptions on the For the Record website, and I emphatically encourage uh, people who hear this broadcast to take the time uh, to look up the uh, article and these excerpts in the written description for for the record program number 1255, also in 1254. Now again, with regard to these excerpts, and also with regard to the fact that uh, Metabiata was discussing not only what would happen if a novel coronavirus spread around the world in 2018, but that if it caused tremendous economic damage by uh, mandating that there would be social distancing, quarantining, school closures, etc., both of those things happened. This at the same time as they are partnered with EcoHealth Alliance that is uh, at the very epicenter of uh, this kind of work. That is very interesting. Now, bear in mind, too, that Methobiata and Munich Re and Incutel were developing pandemic insurance. There weren't many takers prior to, of, of this prior to the pandemic because, obviously, this was a one-in-a-hundred-year event. Now, however, they are lining up, and uh, so this is a project which stands to make a great deal of money. I was alluding to uh, fictional investigations of Lupin by Lupin de Colombo or Sherlock Holmes or uh, I believe it was Hercule Poirot of Agatha Christie's novels, uh, any fictional detective. There is a scenario that is a very common element in murder mysteries in which someone dies under strange circumstances, they uh, experience a heart attack or die in an automobile accident or fall downstairs or fall from a window or whatever or allegedly commit suicide. And it turns out that someone had taken out a very lucrative life insurance policy on the deceased shortly before the deceased became deceased and obviously stands to profit enormously from the, that person's death. This, again, is almost a cliché in murder mysteries. I think that the uh, business model being developed by Mebabiapa, uh, Munich Re, and with financial greasing of the wheels by Incutel, uh, needs to be looked at in that context. And again, bear in mind that when Mebabiapa is developing their projections in 2018, they are hooked up with EcoHealth Alliance, which basically is a, a 
a, a vehicle from the national security establishment to uh, create just those kinds of viruses. And that article, uh, that letter by Neil Harrison and Jeffrey Sachs to the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, PNAS, from May 19th of 2022, goes into some of the very uh, interesting aspects of the SARS-CoV-2. Again, the FCS uh, sequence is very unusual and struck mainly as something that might very well have been inserted. And uh, again, there is an old... Well, there is a statement that was coined by the brilliant Berkeley researcher Peter Dale Scott that, quote, the cover-up obviates the conspiracy. Uh, when you have things like the removal of sequences from the U.S. database that was revealed in uh, May of 2022 by Lawrence Tabak, the acting director of NIH, because everybody's paying attention to the Ukraine war, when you have that remarkable 290-page redaction from the document requested by a Freedom of Information Act suit. Again, that uh, is indicative of something being hidden. And again, to forgive this cliche, but it's like uh, those old Warner Brothers cartoons where Bugs Bunny is in a haunted house and he knocks on the door and goes, anybody in there? And the voice uh, comes back and says, no, there's nobody in here. Well, why redact 290 pages? That is one hell of a redaction. And again, I think taking all of these things and beyond that, the admittedly enormous and admittedly uh, very pedantic body of information that I have developed since the beginning of the pandemic, I think this warrants scrutiny. And uh, I will also say... Uh, I remember the statement by Edward R. Murrow, the brilliant broadcast journalist. He observed that, quote, a nation of sheep will beget a government of wolves, unquote. Well, this is a nation of sheep, and uh, I would be absolutely amazed if any of this bore fruit. I think that it is unlikely to go very much further than it is now. And although, again, I retain some suspicions about Jeffrey Sachs, the fact that someone of his professional prestige and high professional profile will come forward with what is admittedly, I think, modified limited hangout and say that he thinks that the virus originated in the U.S. biological laboratory, albeit it it didn't emerge from biological warfare research, and that it was the result of a, quote, blunder, unquote. I don't believe either of those is the case. How the hell did it wind up in China? Huh? So it's quite a blunder. Uh, I think that his opining in the way that he has both on his website and in the Twitter blurb and in this article is very important, and it should spur additional research. I do not think that it will. And uh, again, this is a, a society that is badly reduced, and all people want to do now is go out and play, and they can go hear live music, and uh, basically the American people want to be the superannuated adolescents that I think most of them really are, even people um, far too old to be adolescents. Uh, again, 
There is much too much going on for me to possibly cover in a one-hour or even two-hour-a-week broadcast. For that reason, please note the comments made on the SpitfireList.com website, most of them made by our brilliant contributing editor, Parafractal, and also the Patreon site featuring three one-hour talks, week transcripts of each of those three one-hour talks, and I will be putting up articles eventually as well because there is much too much going on to uh, discuss in a one-hour-a-week program. And speaking of which, we this concludes for the record program number 1255, Pandemics Incorporated Part 5, being recorded on July 22nd of the year 2022. On Dave Emery, have fun.